I'm already wiped. You're not going to be able to wipe your ass. You're going to be so That's sore. That's a great intro. Uh, we're live, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah, there you and go. And we on. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Nothing Lose Podcast. I'm What's Tony. What's happening? <laughs> I'm Joey. I'm Tony. And we are joined today by uh, one of our past guests. What episode? Um, it Six. was. Was it six? Yeah, because I went back and checked. Damn, episode six with Nancy. <laughs> what were you going to say, like four or five? I was, I was actually going to go with five, yeah, because it was a few after me, mm-hmm. and she was one of the first people I was like, wow, we should probably get her on the podcast. I She's got something to say. On. Yeah, yep, it was, it was all my idea. So any, any clout you receive from this is all me. I just no clout, zero clout. What about clouds? Oh, my gosh. I like clouds. Anyway, um, so if the folks haven't listened, go back to episode six before you even stop right now. Stop listening. Go back to episode six. Learn a bit about Nancy and then come back because this next conversation is going to involve her credentials, right? Yes. Yeah. Ish. Your education, what you study, Mm -hmm. your political views, Mm -hmm. and obviously your gender. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That's, uh-huh. And what did we touch in episode six? All of them. All of those. Yeah, Suck true. it. A little bit. A little bit. Suck on it. <laughs> Great intro. Great intro. Um, tell us how, you, how, how you've been. We haven't talked to you on air for in like a year. So in the past year, mm-hmm. what other endeavors have you gone through and, you know, um, what's so been popping? I started my teaching credential program at San Diego State, oh. and it's been really good it's been a really good experience like getting to know kids and different communities (laughs) and just studying the way of teaching so i'm taking a lot of methods courses i thought you can say meth (laughs) no no methods like this is the second episode back to back that you got to mention some kind of some kind of drug Uh, is there something you need to tell us your love is my drug (laughs) oh my god um yeah so i've just been doing that and working and trying to stay active politically because it's important and some stuff happened a couple weeks ago and I started feeling really passionate about it so now I'm here all right um she literally blew us up yeah I yeah. did <laughs> I did I was like I need to be I on the to show on. to talk I about this I want to go back I miss you guys but I want to go back and talk yeah, about this it's yeah. important it's important so the the main reason why Nancy's here is because I feel like not only is she a woman which makes her you know, credible in the conversation, obviously. But, you know, she's an educated woman who has, you know, studied um, political rights, feminism, you know, and and a lot of progressive movements, uh, which is what this was for. A few episodes back, like two or three episodes, me and Tony had a minor conversation about the whole Alabama abortion ban, you know, and we just talked about it. But halfway in the conversation, we both looked at each other and we're like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We're not educated. We don't have... We're both guys yeah like we we both think it's wrong but you know you guys are important to have like to be a part of this conversation though i think it's really important i think that a lot of time guys aren't included and so women feel i don't know not alone because we have you know the sisterhood but i think it's important to have men on our side because i mean abortion isn't just the woman right it includes a man like that's a decision you have to make with a man or by yourself whatever it is so true so let me let me just start broad here. Mm-hmm. What is feminism? I knew sorry. <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask, so I brought a book with me because I'm really I get really nervous. So um, a book that I really love it's called Feminism Is for Everybody, um, and it's written by Bell Hooks. And I when you texted me earlier, you were like, "Let's talk about feminism." I was like, "Intersectional feminism," because it's so important to 
bring up that feminism as it stands today, people don't really like to talk about it because um, they see it how it was portrayed, right? Like in mass media, which is controlled by white men, and feminism, feminism, like when it first started, was like, I'm sorry, was that like bad? No, you just, you know, you just kind of slid that one in there. That was good. <laughs> well, you just have to think about like the bigger powers at play, like Coke Brothers. Yeah, like who. Got it. Who is controlling the narrative? And you, you and I talked about this about it, like something different. But who's controlling the narrative? Like, when women talk about feminism, I'm like, are you talking about white women? Mm -hmm. Are you talking about privileged women? Are you talking of, like, people that identify as women? Who are you including in this conversation? Because if it doesn't include everybody, then you're, you're negating a part of feminism that is like at its core what it is. I think it should include everybody. To, so to me, feminism is including women, white, brown, whatever, whatever you identify as, like, that's feminism to me. So men can be feminists too? Yes. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question, though. What at its core belief, like, what does feminism stand for? Equality. And it doesn't mean that we hate men because you have Damn something. Damn it, that was my follow-up question. It's supposed no, to be we don't hate. we don't hate men because you have something that we don't have or we aspire to have we just want to be treated equal and seen as equal we don't want to get you know microaggressions of, oh is it that time of the month or like oh are you just acting this way because you're a woman oh women are so emotional when in reality when you look at the biology of it women are more rational when they are on their periods like they make more rational decisions like when they are on their period because they're menstruating their uterus is literally like it you know what I mean like you, maybe you don't, but <laughs> I, I definitely don't. Tony, do you, do you have any experience with a period? No. no. <laughs> well, you have a girlfriend. You understand like a little bit of the ins and outs, but literally. So men should be feminists. Everyone should be a feminist. I think. I think that the way it's been portrayed, it's like women don't shave their armpits. They hate men. They're like pissed off. Rightfully so, we're pissed off, right? Because women do make less than men, and we want equality in the workplace. And there shouldn't be something. Like a glass ceiling, like it just shouldn't exist, but it does. So standing up for that is important. And men sh need to be a part of that conversation because we can only get so far as women, right? We need you guys to say, hey, you fucking matter. And I'm going to stand right next to you because it matters to me. I definitely will. If you guys, you know, have any events, I'll go. Uh, let me ask you, though, another question. That's my catchphrase. I always let me ask you another question. Me, this is gonna be interesting because like she knows you, so there's not like other guests that are like, oh, I didn't expect him to ask that. So she's gonna beat you to the punch. So, mm -hmm. are you ready? I'm ready. Is your A game here? Oh God, you know. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm just gonna go on a tangent right now. All mm -hmm. right. Um, obviously, if you're watching this live, I am now baby face Joey, and I have a really short haircut. Okay, there's a reason for that. Um, I visited my pops in northern Utah. Mm -hmm. I decided to drive. Mm -hmm. How right? was it? Uh, the trip was cool. My, my dad's chilling, you know. Did you find yourself on the drive? No, I, I drove with Dexter, my dog, <laughs> and it was a fucking nightmare. I'm going to tell you right now. He was so bad, but I don't blame him because I drive a coupe and he's 91 pounds and it was just a bad time Aww. for him. I know. And I, I really put him through it, you know. When did you stop? When did your first stop? Um, going there, my first stop was Barstow. You asshole. And then, but, <laughs> but check it out. My car... And if you know what car I drive, whatever. But it was it was averaging about thirty a gallon, bro. So I actually made it to Vegas, on like as on less than on, on like less than half a tank. So my my tank was still above halfway. 
suck it. Oh, eco-friendly. I just wow. <laughs> anyway, so the, the reason why my appearance has changed so drastically is because um, for some reason I had like a Britney moment. I was so stressed out about like driving 2007 back. 2007 Britney? 2007 okay. Britney. And um, I felt gross, and I felt like I was sitting in this car, and mm. I felt like just nasty. So I got home, and the first thing I did was I shaved my face. Like, just I needed to get it all off, and then mm. I like took an hour shower, and then today I like got a really short haircut just because I needed to like purge. You know, I don't, I don't know. That's just me. I'm, I don't like germs. So you <laughs> look so handsome. No, I don't. I, I look like you I look like 20, 20 year old Joey that I just you do. met. Like, what's you up, do. I was Joey? trying to find a picture of us when we we're like, where's the tank top? I just need you with the tank top. And I, like I, I know I wore nothing but tank tops. Thirty pounds day. lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember those days. God. Um, I thought you did it because like you saw your dad or your dad like there was something out there like. No, I, no, I definitely had I a beard over in Utah. Uh huh, and then. I miss the old you. I'm sure he does. Um, and no, I like came home and I was like, like I gotta shed my skin, you know. So if if you can relate, <laughs> then I'm right here. RT, if you can relate. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, so okay, so we were talking about feminism, feminism, feminism. Something, yeah. We were talking about that, um, and you just made a point that. Well, she was. You were talking about hair. I was. I was talking about hair. Uh, but we, we, we already established that men can be feminists. Um, yes. All types of women on a socioeconomic scale or, a, you know, an ethnicity scale or any sort of geographical area scale can be a feminist, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what you stand for is equality in the workplace and for livelihood and stuff like that. Pretty much all around equality, mm-hmm. you know, as I say. Um, what do you say about women who are against feminists, though? Because it kind of seems like your agenda is just to get everybody on the same playing field. Um, I would say that they're misinformed or miseducated. And it's sad, and I say this about a lot of issues that I see arising, most mostly with like Black Lives Matter, when people <clears throat> are against movements, I think that they go based off of what they see in the media and they don't do any research. They just, they listen to pundits and they listen to them talk and they are like, oh, this person's right. Like, this is wrong, right? But we have phones, you have access to technology, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because you can have access to technology that is curated for you. So if you follow things like Fox News or things that are of that nature and they tend to lean a certain way, then it's curated for you to believe certain things. So for women not to be a feminist, I don't get mad at them. And I've met a lot of women that are like, oh, I'm not a feminist. I would never prescribe to that. So then I ask them questions like, well, do you want to get paid the same as men? Do you know how much you, like, wherever you stand, if you're a black woman, if you're a Mexican woman, like, do you know how much less you get paid? Like, what are some obstacles you've faced in your life that you can only kind of see it as being because of your gender? Or do you want equal access to healthcare? Like, questions that I think don't mention feminism, but at its core are feminism. Like, if you believe those things, sure, you don't want to, like, say that you're a feminist and wear that label but you believe those things so that's fine that you don't want to say oh I'm a feminist and get one of those stickers and you know like feminist AF like all that bullshit that's fine but you do believe those things so stand up for people that also believe those things and some of us are using our voices right to say this is what I believe and at the end of it like exhibit A (laughs) (laughs) no I like this really it's a silly cliche quote it's empowered women empower women so I'm never gonna shit on someone else for not believing what I believe in I'm gonna say hey you might not believe in it but guess what I'm fucking fighting for you too because like I really want you and your children 
whether or not you have a male, female, or a male that identifies as female, whatever it is, like I want them to have the same rights as everybody else. So if they don't believe in it, that's fine because we're going to win. So let's, you can just watch. Hmm. Don't believe me, just watch. Pretty much. Don't, like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be included in that, but yes. So can you, can you give me some examples of um, where women don't have the same rights as men? I mean, without talking about abortion or just in general? Yeah, I guess let's just start, you know, kind of bigger picture. Like, what uh, fundamental rights are stripped from women, I guess? Just I so that people can have an idea of what you're fighting for. Um, I think just, I think the biggest thing for me is equal pay. And then also, like, equal access to education, um, health care, not including abortion, right? And that can include a lot of things. So if you don't have access to, like, healthy health care, like in your life, there can be circumstances where you can't go to school and that prevents you from getting an education or women aren't taught the same things as men, right? So there's a big movement because I'm in education to get girls to like science and math because generally women are taught that they're not good at math or that they're they're not to be in science. Like women aren't scientists, like women like are bad at math. And so these girls get told these things. And I have my niece who's like, girls just aren't good at math. I'm like, that is such bullshit. Everybody is good at math. Like, I don't know if there's like, I can go off a bullet list, but it's just the way that we're treated, like small microaggressions that as you're growing up, like you just start noticing them or something as simple as if two dudes go out, I don't know how often it happens that the one guy's like, hey, can I drive you to your car so you're okay? I don't know how often that happens, but if I'm out with a bunch of girls, I'm like, hey, can I walk you to your car, make sure you're okay? Can you walk me to my car, make sure I'm okay? Because I feel like in this world sometimes, like I need that extra person because I am a woman and I'm subject to being targeted as someone that can be raped, that can be assaulted, whatever it is. So I think it's just little issues and instances throughout a woman's life that they add up. And since I'll never not be a woman, right? Like I'll never know what it's like, but I know that when I talk to my twin brother, like he doesn't experience a lot of these things because he's not a woman. So then I get confused. I'm like, well, why is that? And especially in Mexican culture, it's horrendous the way that we treat women. Like you're supposed to do this, this, and this because you're a woman and you're not supposed to speak out. And if you do speak out, like you get called certain names, like that to me is really detrimental to a woman, like in Mexican culture, because you're supposed to be this strong person, but you can't have emotions. Otherwise you're called certain things. So I bring in my own personal thing with being Mexican, but I think it takes different like faces in other cultures. I don't know if you experience it or like if you've seen it happen, you know. I've seen it happen. I luckily haven't experienced it in my internal family, mm-hmm. but I've seen it like outside other Mexican families and other cultures, like how the woman is just treated like you're nothing and the man just like I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I, I bring everything. Even if it's a situation where the woman makes more money, right? Right. And that happens a lot in yeah. a lot of relationships. Well, that happens in a lot of like other cultures too. Mm-hmm. And when the woman makes more, but the guy's at home and right. he still thinks he's right. the pants. Yeah. Look at Joey's face right now. Well, if a woman makes more money, typically the man, I'm not saying typically Mm. as like, oh, this is a blanket statement, but a lot of the times when I've had conversations with men that their girlfriends or wives or whatever, they make more money, they take it as like a personal attack or like a jab, like somehow they're better. 
dude, what what if they are fucking better? Like, yeah. what if they are? Let them. Like, you're not going to hate on your homie for making more money, but somehow you're going to be mad at your girl because she makes more money. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I don't get it, but that's one instance, right? right. Like, and it doesn't have to be in but Mexican I, culture. I, I think we do hate, though, as guys, if another guy is making more money than us. Like, but we, it's seen we as competition. Say, yeah, we can say we don't, but it's like, oh, at first you're like, oh, good job, buddy. Like, pat on the back, but you're like, fuck, like, damn. Like, right, I, but I you see it as like a competition. It's a competition. But when it's a woman and a girl, I mean, a woman and a guy, you're just like, no, I have to make more than you. You have to get a better job or you have to like get that promotion, whatever it is. So I think it's different, but you're right. Right. It does happen. The thing you posted on your story today, like I'm going to repost that on the day we released this, that the equivalence of a dollar in all the different races, mm-hmm. it, that was ridiculous. And I noticed as I, as I posted stupid. it, they didn't include like Indian Americans, um, Indian is from India, not Native Americans. But, you know, they didn't include that either. So, but I really like that one because it really shows, like, it when you look you at it? it. What? Did you see it or not? <laughs> yes, of course. It's a chart, and it's got the dollar. It's large, and then it gets smaller as you go down. Yes. Who was on the bottom? Me, because I'm broke. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> me. It was me. <laughs> so, um, you just made you splintered off by the way into like seven different like know, segments. Sorry. You're just I came into it with one idea and then I was like oh. ripping this to shreds right now. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's it's totally I'm okay. I'm sorry. I need to stop doing that. I I want zoom you on to your face and the whole video is just like Joe's like ooh and ooh. <laughs> stop. I just want to pull the plug. Stop it. <laughs> Let me ask some questions. I told her. We told her she was a bike. She yeah. took the lead. No, no, she really did. She really did. Um Oh shit! What was I gonna? Okay, so you made a lot of good points. Okay, let's let's talk about um, education, mm-hmm. right? And you you saying that um, you know women and girls uh, from a very young age are taught not to be good in like engineering aspects, like math, science, um, you know, physics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything that's technical, right? right? So I got two questions for you. The first one being, do you think that that starts in the household? Yeah. I, yes. I don't want to get too deep. Like, I think that a lot of the issues that we're talking about is on an interpersonal level, right? But there's stages to it. So at the, like, highest stage, right? And I went to this really great talk with this woman that gave this example (coughs) using the Black Lives Matter model, and she just explained it going down. But if I can kind of take that, like, at the highest stage, I guess it wouldn't be that people say women aren't good at this. We just say women aren't equal, right? And if they're not equal, then at the, like, I'm, I'm like, institutional stage, like, institutions like schools, um, it could be K through 12 or higher education. If we say right above them, they say women are equal. Then at those at that level, they say, because this level is telling me that women are equal. Now I can perpetuate that and say that women are equal. So I'm not going to offer the same kinds of things to women because this is already OK to do. And then at a lower stage, right in your household, whatever it is you already believe that because it's been told to you and it's been told to them. So then you say women are not equal, right? But you don't come out and say it. You just say, no, women play with dolls. Like girls play with dolls. You play house. Like, right. We teach girls, like you need to get good at being a mother when they're young. What if I don't want to be a mom? Like, what if I don't care about that? Like 
it's great when women do, but some people don't. Some people want to get degrees. Some people want to go into science and engineering. Like, so at that level, we say women don't do these things and we perpetuate that. Right. And then the hardest one to do undo is within yourself. Right. Because if you have been told by the people around you and the people above that and the people above that, that you aren't equal then you really believe you're not equal. And so you don't try mm -hmm. to do these things. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, and that goes back to a lot of things like socioeconomic status, right? Like a lot of people don't tend to move up from their socioeconomic status. Although we see all these like from rags to riches stories, it doesn't tend to happen very often. Um, but I think that's the hardest one to undo is telling girls and whoever identifies as female, like, you are equal, like you are, and you deserve all these things. Um, so to your point, does it begin in the household? No, but it perpetuates itself there. It begins when you're young. Because mm -hmm. if you're told that young, it just ingrained in your brain and it sticks with you, right? You add as much as you want to get past it, I think it's, it's you're being told that every time. Mm. And mm -hmm. you believe it, right? Because yeah. you're a child and you're like, oh, yeah, girls do play dolls and they do this and I'm going to help my mom do this and blah, 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 and your brother's out doing whatever, playing sports, being told he can do all these things, or you can be president, whatever. Mm -hmm. We don't tell, we don't tell girls that they can be president. Maybe we do, but we don't mean it. Right. Because they haven't seen that, right? Like not saying I wanted Hillary to win, I didn't. But having a girl really believe like you could really be president, dude. Like you could actually fucking do it because mm -hmm. we don't tell girls that a lot of the time. We tell them, "Oh, you can be a teacher, you can be like a doctor, or like you something." You want to be a nurse, know? don't be a doctor and right. a nurse. Mm -hmm. Don't be a, a don't be a principal and just be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Just the step down below. We don't teach girls that they can just do what they want to do, right? Right. We tell them, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's harmful, right? But we don't tell them, like, systemically, you can't do that because, mm -hmm. and you break it down for them. Like, this is why you can't do that, but these are the ways that you can do that. Let's stop this and tell girls, like, if you want to do that, here are the steps you have to take, yes. right? It's not going to be easy. You're not going to no. get easier than a guy. You're going to have to battle more, and you're going to have a lot of uh, ups and downs. Just It's a roller coaster ride. You're going to have to explain yourself more, it, why you matter, why why do you deserve to be taking up space that could have been taken up by yep. a white woman or a white male? Like, why do you deserve this spot when really you're like, because I worked for it, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you do have to do a lot of explaining. But those stories are way more beautiful to hear those. Like a woman just come up out of nowhere and just keep on saying like how much she's been dragged. Mm -hmm. like, this is like I <laughs> what? I'm telling you. I answered. Watch, I dude, answered watch your question. The, watch the faces. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck with you on this video. So, like. I answered your question in a no, concise matter. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. You, you really did. You really did. Um, historically. Mm -hmm. When has there ever been true equality, historically, going back to the dawn of man? Are, can I ask a follow-up question? You can't answer my question with a question, but yes, go ahead. I'll what? allow it. <laughs> Why does that matter? Whoa. I'm going to follow up your follow-up question with a question. Do you think that the male domination is a part of a, a, a human gene, like a, a preconceived human thing? No. Like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, since the dawn of man, you know, or, or anything that's been um, documented his historically, right? Who's making these documents? 
Men. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't understand. Like, do I think men are better than women in some ways? No, 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 no. But I mean, the nice. the point that I'm I'm trying to make though um, about it. Your mic's trying to cut you off. I know. It's like <laughs> stop, stop, <laughs> stop now. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just being devil's advocate right now because it's I'm trying to decide between nature and nurture, right? Like whether the institutional um, downing of women mm-hmm. is is like a thing, you know, because now it's, it's been brought to light. And like since the suffragists in the 20s, you know, that's when women's rights have really been outspoken for. But, um, you know, you never hear about like an ancient woman general who conquered or like you never hear about, um, you know, women back in the day, even in recent history, like the Renaissance, like mm-hmm. there, there are no great Renaissance artists who are women, you know. Um, so. Well, there's a reason why. Well, <laughs> my only rebuttal is- and I'm not well-versed in, like, a lot of historical things. Like, I'm not a history major or anything. Um, women have always been around. So whether or not they're oh, included yeah. in the conversation, right? Like, whether yeah. or not they're included in the conversations and the books that we read. And do people exist that helped a lot of these movements that are women? Yeah, a lot of the, like, the civil rights movement was mostly run by women because a lot of the men were on the forefront, right? So who's doing, who's making all the pamphlets, who's organizing, who's doing all these things? It was women. Women were coming together and saying, hey, you need to do this. Like, I know you from this. Like, we need to band together, right, for our men, whatever it is, and for our rights. So women have always been around, whether or not their voices have been heard. Maybe they're heard through a man's voice. Maybe it's coming out of their lips. Like, maybe they're not feeding their husbands or whoever they're talking to, but they're giving them ideas. I don't think women have ever been like, this is so fucking chill. I like that I'm not equal. I think that we've always been pushing to be equal. Like, I don't think that there's ever been a time where that didn't exist. So to answer your question, I don't think it's like maybe in a different time, like it made sense for men to have more power. Maybe, I don't know, like maybe the way it was set up. But again, like, who set up those like systems of power? It was men, so it didn't include women from the mm-hmm. get go. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like it benefited men more. I think that, um, and this is just my hypothesis here, but the physical prowess of men over women was important. You know, when it used to be man on man fights in in wars, right? But I think since the invention of like explosions and bullets and things that you can kill somebody from afar. Um, the physical aspect of dominance when it comes to battle of the sexes here um, sort of diminished, right? And nowadays, like, the best way to start a war with somebody is on Twitter. Um, so I think... No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though. No, you know. know. How would you know? You're right. I, I don't have Twitter. <laughs> but I do have Facebook. I don't have Twitter either, but I see all the Twitter <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, woo. So I think that um, the feminist movement, women's rights and stuff like that is gaining a lot of speed mm-hmm. because men don't have as many, um, you know, ladders to stand on. Right. Right. Like it doesn't matter if I can kick your ass in a fight or not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And it, I'm, I'm not hunting I mean, for I think our more meal. Women you know? are graduating college now than men. And I think that says a lot too. Right. I'm not saying that men aren't smart and they can't get a degree. I'm just saying that more nice women dig. Aren't. Everybody knows I haven't graduated college yet. Okay. Oh my gosh. Nice jab. Not because anyway, you can't. Because I'm happens. a man. Life <laughs> happens. I'm just saying women yeah. are graduating more from college. And um, not to say that men can't organize. I think that they can. But I think that, and I was just listening to another podcast about this. Um, 
and he was talking about how the key to making anything happen is really great organization. So if we look at like the Republican Party, even though, you know, some of us hate them, dude, you got to hand it to them. They're really fucking organized with what they do. And the reason why we lost the 2016 election is because the Democratic Party was not as organized. So it's simple. They throw somebody out there and they all stand behind them. Yeah, that's it. how it works. But they're very <laughs> strategic. Yeah, organized. but the Democrats are like, oh, let's throw five, four people in the fire. And I mean, now there's what twenty three, but yeah. but all that to say, like people that organize and know how to get organized, they're gonna get shit done. So whether or not it's a male or female, like I doesn't matter. If you're like good at organizing, you're gonna get shit done. Right. Mm, okay. Um, we already established that we're both allies. All right. So I'm just asking <laughs> questions. Because somebody out there who's listening might be asking somebody these questions. Somebody has these questions. No, I'm glad. I'm a guy. I identify as a guy. I don't know about him, but I'm, I'm assuming he identifies Are as a guy. Are you also a cisgendered male? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gender male. Me? I no, wait. No, oh. no. I'm <laughs> I was like, my pronouns? What? <laughs> my question for you is, if everything you're saying is substantiated, mm-hmm. uh, if everything that you're saying is substantiated... I'm a winner. He's a winner. Why do I care about you? Are you asking me why you should care? Because we're a part of your life. Women are a part of your life. Like, you have a mother. You have a sister. Like, everyone has a mother, right? Whether or not you're close with them or not. You know a female or someone that identifies as such that matters to you. So standing next to them and saying... If this is something that you want to fight for, like, I'm next to you and I want to listen. And a lot of the time it just takes someone listening to you. Not, you know, so that they can have a really cool comeback or they can give their... I Like, that's the thing I hate about having, like, really weird conversations, right, about feminism and about people want to be, like, they're waiting, right? They're waiting for the other person to stop talking and be like, these are the things I know. These, this is a book I read. Like, this is all I know. They're not and listening. Th- and they're not listening and taking it in. And I think if a lot of people, right, sat down and... That can lead us to the topic of abortion. If you were to just sit down and talk to women and say, like, what are your what? Tell me something that you've experienced that I wouldn't understand so that I can try to understand and I can try to empathize with you. Right. Not sympathize. I want you to empathize. I don't want you to feel bad for me. I don't because that's not going to get us anywhere. I want you to empathize. And that's why you should care because there you have sisters, you have friends you ha- like you, women are everywhere right like you date women like you date you're dating woman like you should care because i promise you they care even if they're not feminist they care a lot mm. they care more mm. oh my gosh that all sounds good but but get to know your local feminist or just a woman I mean, or just a woman, your local woman, I <laughs> your don't local know. woman. Yes. Um, okay. 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 I saw oh. the Beyonce um, documentary yesterday for Coachella. Hope Did you? So right now this whole time, all I have in the background is we run this. Oh, oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> he, he sent me like four gifts in a row. That's why. That, that was, was just vibe. like from that documentary. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. yesterday. So it was, it's clear in my mind. You made a, a really good point earlier though about, how feminists are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hairy armpits, multicolored hair, shaved heads, um, you know, man-eating, dick-hating. Like educated, but they just took like gender studies or something. Sure. You know, just like completely overt in their appearance, which 
in my opinion, takes away from their like educational credibility when it comes to the argument, right? Because they're just they're just there and they're just screaming. And I understand your point, but what would you say to like those feminists who are extremely um, e- extreme? You know, with mm-hmm. with their appearance and the things that they do. Do well, what do you I think, say to them? Well, I mean, not like you probably say like, "Good job, keep it up," but like it kind of takes away from their argument when all somebody can see is just like right. you know like a vagina on your shirt and like yeah. you know like something about i don't know whatever but i would ask them what they're doing in their community and ask them are you are you just screaming at a wall you know like are you just screaming at a wall just to get heard for a couple minutes to post it on instagram or facebook or live or whatever it is are you just doing that for retweets and likes, are you doing a hashtag activism? Or are you actually in your community getting to know the women in your community, right? Because that's the people that matter the most. Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing that? Because if you're not, you should reevaluate mm-hmm. why you're screaming so loud. Because if you're not out there fighting for the women in your community and the people that matter to you, why are you screaming? I think it's 50-50 too. Like, I think 50% of them are screaming for a right reason and 50 are just screaming because I want to repost this and feel the, go with the wave. Well, because I just, you feel a sense of community, yeah. right? And, and also, well, yeah, because they want to feel like, like they belong somewhere too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was watching a bunch of videos, you know, just trying to re-up on feminism and like how it's portrayed in pop culture, right? And just, you know, well, I, I kind of went the opposite route and I went to the Republican side. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's important to know your opponent. Right. And I watched videos. It is really important. And mm-hmm. I actually took notes about this. Republicans were, I mean, this is all about abortion, but they were pro-choice up until 1967 until they realized that they could get a lot of like Christian and evangelical votes if they weren't for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And right. so Which makes sense to me. But um, the point I was going to make, though, is that the Republican news channels and even, like, mm-hmm. the smaller YouTube channels or the Facebook videos and stuff like that of, um, let's say that there's a women's march and there's a protest and, like, you see those outspoken just, you know, I'm going to say odd-looking people who are for feminist views and they're being interviewed by Republican reporters and they're being stumped and they look stupid mm-hmm. because they don't know what they're talking about or what points are they're trying to make. So, I mean... You well, know, I it, mean, you also have to think, like, if these people, right, if it's, like, Fox News or whatever, like, I don't, I just pick on Fox News, right, because everyone shits on them. Um, but they have a base. They do, and they have a lot of people that watch it, and they have a lot of people that really believe that. And um, so they are going to pick those women, right, that are, are I don't want to say, mi- yeah, I guess misrepresenting the movement. Misrepresenting, which is great. Yep, they are absolutely misrepresenting the movement. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand why you're out there, you know, the Women's March was significantly smaller, what, the second year? Um, because women, were, we were mad the first year, right? We were like, fuck Donald Trump. We're so mad. Um, and then all the reports came out. They're like, Donald Trump, like, one and 60 plus percent of white women voted for him but you saw a lot of these women out on the streets protesting mm-hmm. and i just got confused and then the second year it was significantly smaller and i'm like are you guys still not mad because i mean now with the Mueller report out um it's been shown that he did have hush money payments to stormy daniels like things that are just fucking sleazy and like i'm like you guys don't like care about that like people that stood up and said i'm so mad about this whatever right like 
I don't like to get too political, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of these women that are <laughs> feminists. She's just political. Since when? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like to get too <laughs> political, <laughs> but no. But a I lot mean, of these women that say they're feminists, right? And to Beyonce's credit, she did. I don't want to say she started it, but she did include a really good speech in one of her songs that defined feminism. And since then, that Nigerian author has gotten really popular. Mm-hmm. Not that she wasn't before, but she kind of put a spotlight on. Who's the author? Chiamanda. Um, uh, I, I can't pronounce her name, but I'm terrible. I actually read one of her books mm-hmm. when I was in college. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Super good book. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. It was about an African woman or women who were just, like, you know, like yeah. the distinctions between the cultures and how she came over to Michigan or whatever. And, like, yeah. everybody was asking her a bunch of... school here, I yeah. think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I read that, too. <laughs> we read a book. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, 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 okay. How could we help? How can anybody help? You know, like, you always talk about mobilization mm-hmm. and fighting for your rights and stuff like that, but... Um, what like what other things can people do to actually make a change instead of just like walking down the street with a sign? How can we help and not seem like we're trying to be fake or just trying to do it for to be part of a movement like clout space? Not do it for the clout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for starters, I think having a conversation with the women in your life and just hearing them out on issues that relate to them, right? So right. Asking your girlfriend, like, how do you feel about this? Or asking your friends, like, how do you feel about this? And how does this pertain to you? Like, having courageous conversations that you normally wouldn't have. And I had this happen at work. I, like, posted some stuff on Instagram. And this girl I work with, she was late. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why are you late? She's like, well, what you posted on Instagram, my husband and I started talking about it. And we just couldn't stop talking about it because they had different views and I was like, okay, that's really cool. Don't be late again. But I'm uh, like, I'm I'm really happy that you had that conversation that you wouldn't have otherwise had. She only said that so she wouldn't get fired. I just want you to know right now. I'm not trying to get that point. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but then we had, you know, like going oh. back and forth conversation about it. So, and she was one of the people that had made a comment before um, that kind of just didn't sit well with me. And I told her, I was like, um, yeah, like, that's cool that you guys had that conversation just to come back. Oh, actually, that, that's a good that's a good point. Um, how do you handle confrontation? Because you are very outspoken politically. So I'm sure that uh, other people want to talk too. how do you you know, I'm sure you get some shit. How do I handle how do you handle how do you handle the, the, the like haters opposing points of views? Sure. If if you want to stay all educated, how do you handle opposing points of views? Um, I try to. Uh. And not by any means was this my idea, but I actually hung out with... So my friend had a guy in town that she was hanging out with, and he turned out to... Define hanging out. They were hanging out. (laughs) It's over now, so it didn't work out. Mm. Um, But so I had a conversation with him because she was at work, and we were just hanging out, having a couple drinks. I was, you know, entertaining him, and he was very, very adamant about um, a lot of things I'm not. And... I Can you give us some examples? Gun rights, very adamant about it, like very, very Republican. And um, it was a hard conversation, but at the end of like the time that we talked, which was probably like three or four hours, I just try to find common ground with people to show like we have more in common, right? So cliche, we have more in common than we have 
that isn't in common, right? Like I can find things that I agree with you on and you can find things that you agree with me on. He ended up agreeing with me about abortion and, and, th- and then obviously tying it back to like gun rights and stuff. But I, that's what I do. I try to f- like, I'm not going to make you this person that I don't like just because you don't agree with me. I still like you. I just know that we don't agree on something. And most of the time you're not going to change someone's mind about something in one conversation. It has to be seen like over time, right? Like my mom, sorry, she'll never listen to this, but my mom didn't used to like gay people. And I think it took her meeting a lot of gay people that were actually fucking just people. Like they were just people for her to be like, Oh, they're not like bad. They're not doing anything wrong. They just Mm -hmm. want to love who they love, whatever. So I think it takes time for people to change their minds, but I don't think saying like, Oh, you don't agree with me. So you're a shitty person is going to get you anywhere. That's why it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should change the way. I'm just kidding. I'm I mean, that. in my drunken moments, I have been that way. But it's a bubble that we get into, and then your way is the right way, and you want you don't want to listen to nobody else's. I remember that um, there was one time me and Nancy were out having a drink, and uh, one of the locals, somebody that goes to her bar a lot, um, had an open conversation about police brutality against minorities. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this conversation? Oh my God! And you. Yeah, yeah, that was my birthday. That w- I remember yeah. that. Okay, yeah, I do. I was really mad. That was the one time I did freak out on someone. She freaked out on him. Not because I was like, "Oh, I have all these stats and blah blah blah," but I was like, "It just like impenetrable." Like, if you give someone stats, right, and you can show them that they're legit, and they still come back and say that these things aren't real, I'm like, "What do you need? Do you need someone to get shot in front of you? Because I can show you about thirty videos right now." Like. That was one of the times where I freaked out. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry because I had a great time. You had to hold her back? No, hell no. I was sipping my beer. I actually brought my dog with me and he was chilling by the bench. I was having a beer. And um, this guy, I don't even know, this guy just came over and just started talking about that. And then, you know, um, she she went off and I was just... Your dog's probably looking at you like, so when are you going to jump in? (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen that guy since then and he reminds me of it. He's like, do you remember? And I'm like, oh God, please no. (laughs) I don't want to remember that. That was a bad night. Yeah, there's just a lot we could talk about about minorities and the police. Um, yeah, but we're, we're not. We're going to stay on track, okay. right? Okay. E- even though she keeps touching on it, like she wants to talk about it, and you haven't I, asked a question. I want to talk about it though. I like you. You know that my favorite topic mm. is you know um, the institutionalized suppression, racism, of, oppression. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. That's like one of my favorite topics. Um, it's a good topic. Well, I mean, it's a good topic to, like, explain to people who just, all right, don't live in the same <laughs> universe as me. But yeah. <laughs> so last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Alabama passed a almost total ban on abortion. And then about five states currently have bills that are uh, looking to get passed, including Ohio, Texas, um, I think Mississippi or, you know, something Missouri. like Missouri. Um, that are looking to pass similar bills. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about let's, it? Let's just talk about it. Um, I was pretty upset. Um, I have a bunch of notes on it, but just for memory, right? Everyone knows about Roe v. Wade, which I have to actually look at my notes for this. It stated it decriminalized abortion nationwide, even though it was legal in several states. And it um, determined that it was a fundamental right 
right, for someone to make that decision. And it was, it, it was a big deal. Like it was a big deal to say you have the fundamental right to make this choice. And who, women, anyone who gets pregnant. And it was um, pertaining to Article 14, which was like a privacy law. Like you didn't have to like necessarily like whatever. Like, that was Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. And then in 1992, there was a case that people don't talk about a lot, and it was Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And it, sorry, it was in Pennsylvania, and abortion providers sued Robert Casey, the governor of Pennsylvania, for aforementioned act, the Pennsylvania Abortion Act, which stated that women had to give consent. They had to receive state-published information, um, for minors, a parent had to give informed consent. The worst one was married women must notify their husbands if they're getting an abortion and providers must keep records and report information. So when it got to Planned Parenthood versus Casey, um, they were trying to fight that. And sorry, I get nervous when I talk about this. Um, a district court sa said that all five provisions were unconstitutional and it got taken up to the Supreme Court. And it basically ended up stating that um, the spousal notification was unconstitutional and that um, under Roe v. Wade, so under Roe v. Wade, you had like the three trimester thing. So during the first trimester, it you could get an abortion. Mm -hmm. You had access to it. In the second one, you could get it, but there was some provisions, right? Because it's a federal law, but then the states obviously like could do what they wanted to, but it's a federal law. So in the second trimester, you could still do it, but you had to have some provisions. In the third trimester, it was just, it, it was case by case. So what Casey versus Planned Parenthood did was it took that away and it said that when it's a viable fetus, which is around 22, 23 weeks, that you can't do that anymore. So that's just like history stuff, whatever. How do I feel about Alabama being fucking stupid? It's fucking dumb. Like, I, I genuinely don't know of a law that tells a man what they can do with their body. So to me, when someone's like, <clears throat> are you pro-choice or are you pro-life? I just say, I'm pro-life if that's your choice. Like, I'm pro-choice, like, which includes pro-life, right? And a lot of women are coming out and saying, I'm pro-choice or I'm pro-life. I'm like... Being pro-choice includes being pro-life. If you don't want an abortion, guess what? You don't have to fucking get one. But if I want one, I should be able to get one because I don't need men telling me, right? Because it was 25 men that decided this. I don't need men telling me or my sisterhood that they don't have access to this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, though, it, sent, it, it uh, created a legal precedent with the spousal notification, mm -hmm. which pretty much negates any conversation about like the husband or the man, the baby daddy, having a say in the abortion then, right? All it did was that that was, I don't really understand your question fully, but men are still a part of the process. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so I mean like they, they stripped away the necessity for a woman to have to tell their husband. To have to disclose anything to the husband, right? Well, why should I? Which is my point. So then why do men nowadays, especially in Alabama, feel like they have, 
50% of the, the say in an abortion yes or abortion no? I don't think it's 50%. It's 100% if all the men that decided this are men, or, right? Or like, even that. Or, you know, why, why do they feel like they have any say at all if there's a legal precedent that says that you don't even have to be notified? Like, I can just go get an abortion without right. you even knowing. Right. I don't, I don't know why that's the case. I don't. And like I said, people are controlling the narrative, right? So these men are controlling the narrative of what women in Alabama can do with their bodies and in other states, right? So I don't understand it. Like I, there's certain issues where I'll have a conversation with someone where I want to know their side of the story and I want to know, oh, why do you feel like, right, like gun laws? Like I really genuinely want to know some of these things. Like I want to understand and having a conversation with that guy, I kind of understood shit. But this, like, this is an issue where I don't even care what you have to say about it because it, why? It's my body. Why are you going to tell me what to do with my body? I wouldn't tell you what to do with yours. I don't understand. Like, it's your body. It's your decision. Like, I, I don't want to hear why you're pro-life. And I don't want to see people standing outside Planned Parenthood clinics shaming women. One in four women get abortions before the age of 45. Like, they're everywhere. Like, why would you shame someone for making a decision that they made, right? And people are like, this is why I made the decision. I don't have to explain why I made it. I will, but I don't have to. So putting stipulations on like, oh, you can only get an abortion if it's this reason or that reason or whatever. It's like... Why do I have to give you reasons? What if I just X, Y, and Z? That's why I don't want to have a child. What do you say to the Christian argument? I would say a lot. What do you say about them? Well, this is the first time they brought it up. Like they've been, they were been poking at this for years, right? They've so been trying to get rid of. They've been trying to overturn so Roe v. Wade for, yeah. for since it got passed. So what do you say on that, like that? Why weren't we able as a society to just shut them down? And just they kept on coming back and trying to. Shut who down? The people that the are people trying, who to trying to overturn. Yeah. Um, I think because the people in power are mostly men and maybe they haven't been put in a situation. Right. And maybe the women that are backing them have also not been put in a situation or if they had, they. Right. So. I was reading this book in order to get ready for this, and it was talking about access to abortion, whether or not abortion is legal. If you have enough money, you're going to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. So if these women that are behind powerful men, if they need to get an abortion, is it a question of, is it legal? No, it's not a question. It's, do we have enough money to do this? It's never going to be illegal like for them, but for people of color, which... 75% of women who do get abortions are people of, like women of color. Like if that's the case, like it is illegal to them because they don't have access to it. What if in the state that you live in, you it's banned and you would have to travel to a different state. What if you can't take the time off work? Mm -hmm. What if you can't find childcare for a child you already have that you can't support already? And now you can't like, there's all these different factors, right? And so you can't drive out of state and now you're being told that, these men control your body and they can tell you what you can do and what you can't do. So I, I don't know why people make these decisions. I think that the narrative is being controlled by people that don't have my best interest in mind because they, right, like at the top mm. level, I'm not equal. Right. So why, why would the fuck would they care? Like if I have to do my abortion myself, right, or if women are having these like makeshift abortion clinics around the country, like why would they care? Mm -hmm. 
I think it never went away just the, the same way that we have Trump as a president, you know? Like, we never really put a stop to it. Like, we kept, like, not acknowledging it. Well, yeah, we did acknowledge it, you know? We kept entertaining it. So they kept entertaining this, so that's why it came to this far. So it's just a point that as us, as a culture, as voice, we need to stop stuff when we are, we're done with it, you know? You crush it to the to the ground, and now they just keep it, not give it a pulse, you know? If you don't like something, then be the voice to get rid of it, not just, hey, it's okay, it's not going to happen, you know, because right. now we're 21st century, shit happens. And it and that's my biggest argument, is like, if you're against abortions, and if you're in that situation, you don't have to get one. Mm-hmm. So you, don't, you, you just don't get one. But restricting access to women that do want one, I think that that's fucked up. Yeah. What's up there? It just, you know, it's like fundamentally American. Honestly, if like you don't like it, then you don't have to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, like you fine. Like you don't like abortions, don't have an abortion, you know. But I I, I feel like it's wrong in, in any case on any level for somebody to subject their will over anybody else. Like mm-hmm. for me growing up, that was what you called a bully. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like there's a bunch of legislative bullies mm-hmm. who are, you know, pigeonholing a lot of women and making well, it. Well, they were always bullies to begin with. Yeah, yeah. but now they've they've got a platform they, they, and like they they, they, they have yeah. like the documents and the bill to back their claims, right? right? And um, it's just it, it's it's so hard to be black. It's so hard to be Mexican. It's so hard to be a woman. It's so hard to be gay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. The majority of the American population are women. Minorities, yep. gay people, yeah. you know, I, I, I just really feel like eh, over the last 10 years, there's been so many back and forth with Prop 8 for the gays, you know, mm-hmm. or for that, yeah. or the uh, the prison act that was, you know, presented by Joe Biden in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, or now we Good have Joe. Maybe four. Bro. Everyone's all backing Joe. I'm like, you guys nah, really forgot nah. a lot of yeah, stuff, didn't nah, you? Nah. Mayor Pete all day. Um, but so. <laughs> he's a good guy he's like i like him for you sure change your candidate like every other week no <laughs> no no dude there's 23 <laughs> mayor <laughs> pete he just announced his candidacy like last month so that's what you said two weeks ago on another podcast like oh he just mayor announced pete? This, no another guy <laughs> no mayor P- i've been I've, I've been i've been back in okay Buttigieg. <laughs> since the beginning he's gay and he's he's great he is Hell yeah, he's, he's got great. he's got a husband. Um, so so anyway, I mean, it, it's just it's it's so hard to be non-white. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to be non-white male. <laughs> you know, I'm like eerily remembering like the like Brett Kavanaugh stuff, and someone tweeted like, "Oh, it's so it's so hard for all these white men that are getting accused." I'm like, "What the fuck mm-hmm. are you talking about? Like, it's hard for y'all. Like, okay, but I I get the benefit of doubt." Oh yeah, no. I mean, um, and and more more recently, not to add any more somber like somberness to the whole podcast because you know this is just an ugly topic all around. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an ugly topic. um, The realization of you know natural human rights and how they're not being granted in the land of the free. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I've I've been seeing so many stories lately about men who are convicted rapists of like underage girls. Right. who mm-hmm. have literally been let off because, quote-unquote, he was a nice, upstanding Christian man. Mm-hmm. Are oh, you yeah. talking about Brett Kavanaugh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about more, more recently. There was a, um, there was a bus driver mm-hmm. who was like 26 who raped a 14-year-old girl. 
But that's part of the Alabama ban is even in cases of rape and incest, it's not allowed. I know, but the bus driver, he got like 30 days in jail and he's not going to be on Must be nice. on the rape list, you know, like, like the, the sex offenders list. Yep, because he was a nice, abstaining Christian man. Good for him. The powers that be are in benefit for him, right? Okay. And he's taking Okay, K-Dot. Okay, the powers that be. <laughs> K-Dot. Kung Fu Kenny over here. Oh, my gosh. I do love Kendrick. Nah, he's, he's my absolute favorite. Um, okay, so that, that was a tough topic. It was, I, a, it was a topic that a lot of people need to have. Well, well okay. Here, express. Here's like our thing, though. How many of our listeners mm-hmm. even know or care about Women's rights, feminism, abortion bans, anything like that. I think a lot of them do. Now. I think a lot of them do. Because like, we honestly, like, we haven't said we're... Well, then, even better, if, if more of our listeners really believe in the shit that Nancy was talking about today and the shit that I was talking about and Tony was talking about today, then do us a favor and just spread this. Because if, if you don't have mm-hmm. somebody like Nancy in your neighborhood, uh, at your work, uh, at your gym, wherever, wherever you go and socialize, if you don't have somebody who is able to speak on women's rights and like give you educated and fact-filled answers as to why she feels a certain way, then maybe listen to this podcast and hear her out. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like listen. Right. And if you like have anything else you want to say, then you can always drop a message and then we'll be happy to forward it to her. You could drop her a message yourself, but, you know, get educated. Please do. Get out of your bubble. You yeah. have you have Google. You have the internet. So yeah, no excuses. That. Yeah, you, you have Google. Literally no excuses. Even if you have Facebook, you know, you could probably like see some video somewhere, right? Uh, hey, if all fails, go to Twitter, right? Oh and, gosh. <laughs> and if and if <laughs> all fails, please don't go to Twitter. <laughs> Where can we find you? Like my Instagram name or my address? Um. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, email. like you can find me at your local library. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. That that's oh me. shit! You know, before we wrap it up, you're a fan of hip hop. Yeah. What do you wh- what What do you feel about the hip hop? You know, lyrics really putting down women, and like, do you think that that contributes to mm-hmm. this notion uh, of you know women being bitches and hoes and nothing more than just a blowjob? <laughs> I read this really good book. Is it's this called just because like boys in the hoes playing in the background, and you're just like. No, no, I mean, that's... It's that's a legitimate a, question. It is. Yeah, no, it is. Uh-huh. Um, I read this really good book. It's called Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. And she talks about this because she was like, oh, I'm such a feminist to my core. But then these lyrics come on and I'm just like screaming them and I'm with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it it perpetuates it for sure, right, if you really believe these things. Um, but I think a lot of rappers or hip-hop artists nowadays are are kind of... Maybe not a lot of them, but they're kind of bending a lot of the social norms. And one of my favorites that isn't talked about a lot, or maybe is like right in like the underground, whatever, like people know him, like Frank Ocean, like coming out as gay or Tyler, the creator. Like, did you know Tyler, the creator was gay? Yes. I just learned that shit out like two weeks ago. Yeah. And he likes white boys. So you got a chance. (laughs) (laughs) um but i think there's a lot of people that are coming out now with music that is changing kind of the conversation right i'm more upset you called me white (laughs) i'm sorry but like you mentioned kendrick and i really like j cole or you know people that have done it in the past but are coming now and saying like oh i like people shit on j cole for his like latest album a couple years ago because he had songs about his wife and like about his daughter 
And I'm like, uh oh, not like shit on him, but said like he's just not as cool anymore. I'm Point like, them in my direction, please. But you know what? People are changing their ways, just like society changes narrative that and, and the conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. So I think Fuck that. that it's important to Who's have been that. saying shit about you? I swear to God. Listen, I was like hella yeah. hyped on it. And then I heard some of the songs and it was like that folding clothes song. I was like, this is a good song. And my friend was like, that song is trash. And I was like, what? It's so he good. Was, he was uh, expressing his love for his wife. And he I was, know. He's like, I love you so much. I, wanna, um, I want to. Old clothes yeah, for you. But it, it, goes, it goes beyond that. I want to I wanna convenience your life so much. I want to do things that you would, re- you know, you would probably do. So that you can relax. That's how much I love you. Fuck that. Fuck your friend. All right. That's a great-ass song. It's a great-ass album. Whatever. Wow. So. I want to focus for you. So, that's a good song. So aggressive, bro. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. It's a great yeah. album. Anyway, so yeah. Um, I, I also appreciate the greats. You know, Kendrick, J. Cole. I feel like they really have great messages for they everybody. Um, they do. You know, oh, and that's a lie. It wasn't J. Cole's last album, second to last album. Yeah, Sorry. I was, I was, I was, was going to say KOD. That was a KOD was amazing. Amazing. Jesus and it Christ. touched on so many, I mean, so many issues that we just don't talk about, like drug addiction in that community. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but um, money addiction, clout mm-hmm. addiction, um, mm-hmm. pretty much anything that's going to, you know, raise your status. Uh, it's like KOD, Jesus Christ. That, but he did it in album. a way where it's like, I'm talking shit about you, but understand that I'm talking shit because I want you to hear me and understand and learn from the mistakes I made. So, dun, dun, dun. interesting, right? Like 1985, really? Like I got that as like he was like, "I'm warning you." Yeah, no, no, and then and then he, you know, he, he actually had a couple lines that was like, you know, um, like you should really be like investing in a house instead of buying all these chains and right, like all these things right. are gonna go away. But hey, I'm I'm like happy for you. You know, if if, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to blow your money on, then for sure. But don't come back to me when you know your shit's played mm-hmm. out. You don't have any anybody showing up at your shows, and you have nothing to Show fall for back it, on. Right? Uh huh. So I'm just a bunch of chains. Oh, listen shit. to Chaining Day also. So listen, listen to everything. <laughs> Seriously. Um. All right, Nance. We're probably gonna have you on like a lot more often. I think a year is way too much time. Okay. That's Seriously, good. anytime you want to come on. We'll see if people like this one. I think I so. said some shit. So. No. Whatever. They'll fuck with it. And then, and also, you know, like you can use this platform to see your views and, you know, preach your views just like they can use any other platform to say their shit. If, if they don't like it, post a live video as well or post a podcast yourself. Right. But, you know, I feel like this is a really good message to get out given light of the current situation and how we treat women. Yes. Talk to the women in your life, please. I love women. So. I also love women. Mm-hmm. I love women too. And this has been another episode of the Moose Podcast. I'm Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony. Thanks for listening, guys. Go follow Nancy. I'll tag her in the show notes below. Until next time, love you. Peace.